It's time to get your morning started with the news you need to know. News update. This is what's trending with DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Just taking care of the ball, making a simple play, and just doing it over and over. It's contagious that if we share the ball, we score. So I feel like we got to get more shot attempts as far as making sure that we don't just turn it over. Got to gain rebound. Got to communicate better on the defensive side of the ball. You know, when the ball doesn't go to the hoop, we got to figure out ways for to help the team find energy, help the ball find energy. You should go back to the drawing board, you know, got to get back in transition. That's the main thing, you know. We're not just sloppy with the ball, but we're sloppy with our execution, and it it leads to turnover. You know, we had a couple early in the game. I mean, I think the ball hit Collins' foot like twice in the first three minutes, coming from one of our players, like a handoff that we get the ball batted out of our hands and goes off his foot. Like we're just being we're sloppy with our execution, which leads to us being sloppy with the ball. There's Will Hardy. Colin Sexton, Keontae George after the Utah Jazz get blown out in Atlanta, 124-97 to open three-game road trip. PK, you were texting me when it was bad, and it got worse. I wondered if I was going to see more. Twelve scoreless possessions, six turnovers, 0-for-6 shooting. You'd had it at nine, and yet the agony kept going, and it never really got much better. I was embarrassed for him, really. That's the first time in a while I've been embarrassed for him. The Hawks are without Trey Young, their best player, leading scorer, blah, blah, blah. They're, not, they're not a good team with him. You're supposed to lose without your best scorer. Look at Kansas. That's what happened to them. Their leading scorer was out. The way you beat him, we'll get to that in a bit. I, I was embarrassed for him. That was just inexcusable. I, I, I just want to rip him up and down. That was pathetic. I got nothing for you in terms of positivity. And I've tried to be positive, and I know what. Uh, for me, I get that, but I think I've tried to be, and I oh, can't you, come up with anything. You have been, and I've been surprised by that. And what can you come up with? That was a 27-point road loss. Right. It's like, it'd be bad enough if you lost to the Hawks because they're a bad team. If they have all their guys, they're a bad team. They don't have Trey Young, so that's a hit. And then you don't compete. They don't have Sweet straight, Lou Hudson. 12 straight possessions to open the game. Who moved to Park City? Old school. Thank you, PK. I mean, get out of town. That was yep. just awful. So they've had three winnable games right out of the gate here, and they've only won one of them. And now the uh, – They're yeah, just no, playing whatever. the string, man. That's exactly what it is. Just Cancun got, on three. Let's get out I of got, here. I just read someone was tourist was shot, so I, I I don't know that I would go San there. Diego on three. Let's go. Uh, yeah, but then go to more exotic. like Miami on three. Monaco. Monaco. Ooh. Yeah, the south of France. Start a new romance. All sorts of stuff. Exotic vacation plays. Fiji, let's go. Bora, 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 out with the boys. But first, they play the Magic in Orlando tomorrow night. Who cares? DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Donovan with two minutes to go. Mitchell on the left side. Mitchell into the paint, right corner to Garland. Garland fakes to three. Garland right side, Mitchell. Three ball up. Bang! Cavs lead! Cavs out of timeout. Struce into Mobley. Back to Max. Half court shot. Good! Good! He hit it! Cavs win! This place is going crazy! 121! 119 in one of the most incredible endings 
you will ever see. The Cavs shock the Mavs, 121-119. Max Struess officially a 59-foot game winner at the buzzer. He he was hot. He'd made four of them between like uh, four minutes and two and a half minutes left in the game. So he's already feeling it. And then he knocks that one down, throws it in. He knock it down. He knocked it down. <laughs> like he's, he came off a, a okay, screen I'm, and he hit a jumper. He chucked it up <laughs> and it went in. Those things happen occasionally. And then afterwards, uh, he downplayed a little bit. Yeah, my Division II school, I made a three-quarter court shot to win the game. Look at him go. Made a half-court shot once at CYO. At a kid. Banked it in at uh, the end of the second quarter, going into halftime. Elsewhere, the Warriors win again. Late season surge. They beat the Wizards 123 to 112. The Wizards are terrible. They should have won that game. Minnesota keeps it rolling. They beat the terrible Spurs 114 to 105. Bunch of teams playing out the string versus a bunch of teams that want to win. We got some pretty predictable results, PK. I don't care Just about the NBA. It. I'm so down <laughs> on the Jazz. I don't care. You can. I know that's your bread and butter next year's soccer, but right now I'm so down on it. The Thunder blew out the Rockets. All right, let's move on to college hoops. Hashtag college basketball. I think it's special because we all have such a deep respect for this program and this venue, this arena, and this team, and this coach, uh, and these players. It's all-time mecca. And so I think really what makes it most special for me is, you know, we're, we, we talk all the time about faith in our program. It certainly is an uh, important part of our university. And watching our guys' faith in each other tonight and their faith kind of in the process. You know, we didn't shoot the ball well in the first half, and we didn't shoot the ball well start to start the second half. But their faith and their ability and their work, and then uh, I just thought it was really special to watch. BYU finishes the game at Kansas on a 19-10 run. Snaps Kansas's 19-game home win streak. They go in there as an unranked team and win. It's a 67-game streak there for the Jayhawks. The Jayhawks just don't lose there very often, PK. And BYU got them. Yeah, they did. I mean, the Jayhawks uh, shoot 19 of 31 from the free throw line. Ouch! Dickinson, 6 of 15. That's just awful. And they were without their McCullough's their leading scorer. They keep talking about how they don't have any bench. Why the crap not? <laughs> Buy some bench players. You, you're you've Kansas. bought in a team for decades. Bought in. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Why can't you have one? And the Cougs had some huge shots. Way to go, man. I was texting with Rubel and Durant uh, last night. And, uh, fun times, man. They brought on Pope's wife, Leanne, in the little post-game thing. Took them a long while to get out there. And Pope dropping Heavenly Father and Faith. <laughs> yeah. Man. Dropped Faith multiple times. Yeah. In his post-game show and then uh, at the podium. It's so ironic, man, coming from where I come from, that a Pope leads BYU to a victory over Kansas. Who saw that coming? Lose to Kansas State but beat Kansas. Exactly opposite of what... Most of us would have predicted. It's a massive threes. Dallin Hall, who sucked shooting-wise in the last game, but what difference does that make? It's the last game. He and Robinson with 18 points apiece, and Hall was 3 of 6 on his threes. 
And Utah State with a dramatic win at Fresno State in overtime. Darius Brown banking in a three with uh, less than two seconds to go. From How do you the, not foul? From the E and save. How do you not foul? Fresno, make him shoot free throws. Don't let him get that shot off. Yeah, it's just so stupid. Once that once that went in and Scotty G's voice broke, <laughs> that you knew that they were going to go ahead and win. Fresno, wake up, man. There's a reason why you're 4-11 in the conference. And Utah State, 11-4. They remain tied for the top spot with the Boise State Broncos. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. That's the Bears general manager, Ryan Poles. Will they trade Justin Fields and draft a quarterback at number one? Or will they keep Fields and trade the number one pick? What are they going to do? Unusual deal here. The Bears with the number one pick for the second year in a row. They've got options. And he referenced living in the gray. That goes back to Fields when he unfollowed the Bears and all that. And people reacted, oh, is he mad at the Bears? He's like, I just don't want to hear the noise. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I wish you could just get through the next two months and find out what my deal is, whether they keep me or trade me. And I'm acknowledging that. But in the meantime, I guess he's well paid to wait this out while the Bears figure it out. I'd probably move him, PK. What would you do? For who? Well, I don't know. I don't know what they get, but I think no, 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 no. move him. No, move the quarterback. Oh, to draft? Yeah, I would probably take Caleb Williams. Well, I mean, I think you got to know what you're doing, man. I mean, probably in those situations. You got to be sold on him 1,000%. You? What? Would you trade Fields? And if you did, would it be to draft Williams or would it be to draft May or somebody else? Yeah, Slopes. <laughs> okay. Thank right. you. PK. You better get a big time payback for that. I think Fields is fine. You got to have some kind of team around you. But, you know, if you if you think Williams is all that, you have to be sure of it. You just you just have to know he's going to be our guy for the next 10 years. And if you feel that way, undoubtedly, you, unanimously, then, yeah, that's up to them to think that. I mean, I can guess, but what do I know as far as what Williams is going to do? It's up to them. Cowboys Executive Vice President and member of the Competition Committee, Stephen Jones, expects a change in the kickoff rule. He anticipates the committee to present to ownership in the spring meetings a one-year alternative that will make returns part of the game again. During the uh, week, different options were presented, including the XFL model, kicking team lines up at 35, return team lines up at 30, and only the kicker and the returner are allowed to move until the ball is touched. Right now, the majority of these are touchbacks, and then there's still a handful more of uh, kicks that are fair caught. So very few uh, returns at this point. We'll see if they put that back in the game. That is what is trending. There are your headlines. More 
Hoops with Greg Rebell, radio voice of the Cougars. He's scheduled to join us at 9 o'clock. Also, Tim Lacombe, jazz radio analyst at 8.30. And it's a win ticket Wednesday. we got tickets to Santana at Utah First Credit Union Amphitheater coming up August 21st. We'll give those tickets away at about uh, between 8.30 and 9 this morning. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. You're listening to DJ and PK. Presented by Murdoch Chevrolet. I love it. Proudly serving Utah since 1926. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Nominate the youth sports volunteer that you know for the Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nomination at kslsports.com slash contest and listen every Thursday afternoon to JJ and Alex for the winner. Help us celebrate the efforts of those volunteers making an impact with the Hercules Hero of the Week, sponsored by Hercules Credit Union. Band of the Day, Santana. We're giving away tickets on a win tickets Wednesday to see Santana at the Utah First Credit Union Amphitheater on August 21st. We'll give those tickets away coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Question of the morning. BYU goes into fog and beats number 7 Kansas. How the freak about that? P-H-R-E-A-K. Thank you. Well, I'm from Phoenix. <laughs> nice. And fog is pH. It all comes together. Right. It do. It did. And it will. Started out with a shot, Caleb. They want to be like BYU today. (laughs) Jake, well, this aged well. (laughs) Jason, uh, BYU won, so uh, dot, dot, dot. What do you mean? They want to be like BYU today. Get blown out. And and wait, wait, wait. and Caleb wasn't paying attention well, to the BYU game as he posted. Wait, wait, uh, you said about BYU winning, and then you just read an answer that said they want to be like BYU today. That doesn't make any sense. You're right. I screwed that up. <laughs> I've been looking forward to getting to that one all along, and I just read it from the wrong page. Oh. <laughs> okay. There was a guy on the. There's a jazz question we'll get to coming up at eight oh, o'clock. Without gotcha, Trey Young, gotcha, Hawks gotcha. hammered the Jazz. How embarrassing is that? Caleb, they want to be like BYU today. Assuming that they were going to lose. And all he right, wasn't right, watching right. the game. And he even came back and said, I wasn't watching the game. Which, how do you not turn over when one game is competitive and one game is not? I mean, whichever well, game I mean, you in have any to have situation. have subscription. Well, there is that, yes. And then it's a pain in the butt to log off, get back on, yeah. yada, yada, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Amazing, Alex says. I'm enjoying college basketball more than the tanking jazz these days. Uh, I, I can understand that. That was a uh, about the uh, two extremes that you're going to get. That jazz game was pathetic. It was a pathetic performance from them. There's no other way to say it. I'm not going to spin. I'm not going to say that, oh, my gosh, it, it, they're back from the All-Star break. All, all, all the tickets that they had to get because 14 guys were from Atlanta. I mean, enough with the excuses. They sucked. Simple as that. They sucked. We'll get to that. We have a whole segment for that. The Cougars, uh, they showed some serious stones uh, because they're down 12, and the mind plays tricks on you, particularly when things aren't going well. And for them, 
their last two road games against teams that you would think on paper they would be able to beat. They got beat by 10 in each on consecutive Saturdays. And this one here was the uh, second of a two-game road swing through the Kansas uh, schools, K-State on Saturday here. They got all that emotion. Kansas just thinks they're really good because they've been good for decades I don't think they're really good this year, but that doesn't count. I mean, they're without their leading scorer. The mindset was that they thought that they were going to win. This is what we do. We're at home. Everybody who went to that arena at the Foxter was thinking that, oh, yeah, we're going to win. This BYU team is sucking on the road and struggling big time. And we're Kansas here. We're without our leading scorer. But so what? And they go up 12 and uh, thinking everything's going against you. And they just battle back. They had faith. It's a faith-based institution, and they had faith. Now, don't come at me when I bring up the faith. I'm only repeating what the Pope says. <laughs> You're really looking forward to this. That's Those are facts. <laughs> it is all true. They're facts. It F-A-C-T-S, not F-A-X. I listened, I listened to the post game. He brought it up multiple times. I listened and re-listened. <laughs> re-listened. Yeah. Can I find this on demand? He brought up his heavenly father. He did. We call that God where I came from. (laughs) You're from Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Same person. And there you go, man. Big threes, Dallin Hall, uh, Jackson Robinson. Because they didn't shoot the ball that well. They shot uh, 39% from the field. Now, 38 from three is decent. They were good at the line. Good enough, anyway, especially compared to Kansas. Kansas Kansas left a lot of points out there on the floor. Right. They both scored 19 from the free throw line, but the Cougs only shot 24, and the Jayhawks shot 31. He was 61% at home. And Dickinson, man, 6 of 15, that's absolutely awful. He had a double-double, but you got to be better than that, 6 of 15. I I mean, I think I can go out here now. I haven't shot a basketball since I drained that game-winning hook shot over Ben Anderson (laughs) four years ago. I mean, literally, I've not shot a basketball since then, and I think I could go give me like 10 warm-ups, and I could at least hit 7 out of 15. I mean, come on, dude. That was awful. But the Cougs just, they had faith. I get where he's going with that. You, you gotta you gotta believe in that situation. You gotta believe you can do it. When you rise up to take that shot, wherever that shot may be, you've got to have confidence that it's going in. You know, it wasn't a heave. I'm not talking about a struce or a desperation. Nevada had one to beat uh, CSU last night at half court, and we know what Brown did for the Aggies. Uh, those you got no choice just to fire it up. So you're not really thinking here. That wasn't the case. They were legitimate shots within the framework of an offense, and you've got to believe that you can do it, and they did it. This is great. That is the overwhelming reaction. Nancy, such a great win. I never saw that coming. That was so much fun. Yeah. Brett, freaking awesome. P-H-R-E-A-K-I-N. He played along. Freaking awesome for my son who went to TDS. (laughs) That's just football. You don't do that basketball. Well, Brett does. No. Mark, well, this is certainly better than seeing BYU lose to Loyola Marymount Pepperdine and Pacific in half-empty high school gyms. And it's definitely better than watching the Jazz do whatever it was they were doing in Atlanta tonight. You know what's awesome now for the BYU uh, employees and all that? They don't have to justify it. <laughs> they don't. They spent the Big 12. <laughs> 13 years telling us how good the West Coast hey, Conference was. Hey, this is the eighth best conference yeah. in the country. <laughs> 
This is the seventh best conference. <laughs> and they're trying to sell it constantly. And that uh, gyms and all that. Now you don't you don't And the Big anything. Twelve sells itself. Yeah, it, it's, it bracketology yeah. comes out, and they got all these teams in the NCAA tournament. A bunch of them seated really well. Well, the polls came the out polls yesterday. Are they out. Had They're three in, there. in yeah. the top eight. Every Houston moved up to number one. Everything about the Big Twelve says this is really good college basketball. It is. It's a great conference. This is the best thing that has happened to BYU basketball. Getting in the Big 12. I don't think there's anything else that can compare in the history of BYU basketball. And they've had some good moments. The Ainge, Layup, Jimmer, uh, Chosage. We had uh, Doug uh, Doug Richards on, uh, brother of uh, deceased uh, star here locally and with the Cowboys, uh, Golden Richards. He played with Chosage. He played at basketball BYU. And they're telling us, and, and I've heard, I never saw the guy play, but I heard how great he was. And... Everything is secondary to being in this conference. This opens up a whole just avenue, a world, whatever you want to say, that has never been there before uh, because they're talking about it. They're talking about BYU. It was, you know, you had uh, a dramatic night. The Shepherd, the, I think he's the son of the guy who lit up the Utes, Jeff Shepard, mm-hmm. in the finals. Yep. He hits the game winner. Last night, a little lean-in shot for Kentucky. That was a fun shot. And so that was there, but they went. Lead story was the Cougars winning over the Jayhawks in Lawrence. That's just incredible. Cements, they're, they're in the tournament without question now. And now they're playing for seeding. And I also think it puts the pressure on. No more ones and dones. You can win at Kansas, then you can, you can win, win in the NCAA floor tournament on someone yep. who's going to have a worse seed than you, because uh, I think that's what's going to happen. So it was just tremendous, tremendous. And they finished fifth last year in the West Coast Conference. People were down on Pope. Well, it's not like he's getting the last laugh because there's never a last laugh. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's ongoing in sports. You just have to keep doing it and proving it and so forth. Uh, you know, unless he were to win the NCAA title, uh, this is something that. That it's just a, it's a, always a developing story with uh, sports with these guys in particular. So they're gonna have to do it again and again. Uh, but they just came out there and they just showed some serious moxie. That was what was so cool about it to be able to come from behind like that and the, and sort of win going away a little bit. Well, they were definitely pulling away at the end. That was a one point game with five minutes to go, and they end up winning it by eight, nineteen to ten to finish the game. And the headlines. Poised BYU. So to your point about how they look, the moxie, uh, it's one thing to hit the shots. It's another pe- another thing to pass the eyeball test. And if people look at the body language and think, man, one team really expects to do this right now. And the other team, they think they ought to because they're at home and they're good, and uh, but they're struggling looking for answers. And when you're, you're doing basic stuff in a close game like giving away points at the free throw line, that often comes back to haunt you. And it haunted Kansas. Adam, fetch ya, P-H-E-T-C-H. Look at this. People are playing along. They like your wordplay. I thought it would work. It did, absolutely. There's a lot of P-H answers in here. Right. Eldon, just like riding the roller coaster. Well, welcome to the Big 12. And I I can't remember who to give it credit to, but the line earlier this year, everybody's trying to have a win streak of one. Every game, and actually people are referencing that. Paul, enjoy it tonight, but TCU's no slouch in town this Saturday. Well, 
That's because it's a good league and there are a lot of good teams. And even the teams that aren't having a good year have shown that they can pull upsets and beat people. BYU went to Oklahoma State, lost, looked bad doing it. Didn't look like the poised team in that game, but didn't well, this one. correct me if I'm wrong, but TCU beat Houston. <laughs> you don't really need to say more than that? I don't think you do. <laughs> if you can take down Houston, who's number one again, you can beat anybody. Yeah. I'll double-check that, but if memory serves. Yeah, this, this, has been some, this has been a void filler for me. I now look forward to Saturdays, the early game, watching the Big 12. And we had one with Baylor and Houston last Saturday that went into OT. Yeah, it was incredible. And then on Monday night, I'm watching some random West Virginia, K-State overtime. And Tang, who's been there for two years, we talked about it yesterday with Riley, this is his second year, so he's like a year and three quarters into it. In overtime, he's 12-0. and zero. And this year, he's 7-0. and zero. He played seven overtime games this year. They won all seven of them. <laughs> he played five last year. They won all five of them. It, it's a doesn't make any, It doesn't anomaly. make any sense at all. No. Every time he goes to another overtime game, you think, okay, now the streak ends. Right. But the point being is that these are such wildly entertaining ball games that for me, on the Saturday day, because we don't usually play our team Saturday at noon or at 10. No. But, in the West, it's yeah, mostly 7 o'clock games. But they do, and usually in the winter, I got nothing to do right around then. So a good game at noon yeah. or 2 gets ahead of, gets the day started early. Right. And it's, it's fun to watch. And I've been watching it. And they've had so many great, great games. It's really been just incredible. This conference has been more than what they possibly could have hoped for, imagined, whatnot. They just own basketball, and good for them. Good for the conference. And there's reason to believe, uh, at least for the short term, that it'll get better because they'll bring in four schools or three schools. Arizona's coming in, right? Yeah. Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. And Kansas actually was coming in off wins over Oklahoma and Texas, which you know, Texas yeah. is obviously not great. Oklahoma's pretty good. Eh, Texas is decent. Decent. I'll give you decent. Are they going to make the NCAA tournament? I think they got a shot. For Kansas, with those two who they've been in the league with forever and they're leaving them, it had to be satisfying to give them an L on the way out the door. Those are their last two games. And your point about McCullers being out and you know down a leading score and that's got to hurt, but it's, they're 5-2 and two in their last seven. Now, he played in a couple of those, so yeah. I think they're Three and two now in their last five. They were three and one, I think, without him, but going into that game. And and the Oklahoma and Texas went yeah, to the way. I mean, he didn't play, but it sucks for them. Yeah. Uh, they they shoot free throws, they win the game. To your point, this Saturday, it's going to start even earlier. ABC has number seven Kansas and number 15 Baylor at 11 a.m. <laughs> the college basketball day starts early Saturday. Well, it, it has been. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. There's been, it's like football. Oklahoma State and Texas. There's at noon, a game so. or games it's early. Interesting, and here with this conference is what I've been looking at. I mean, Texas says seven and eight. If they say if you go five hundred in the league, if you had a decent non-conference, you get in. And as you know, Texas started off the season by hammering Incarnate Word eighty-eight to fifty-six. <laughs> I did not know. Came that. back and beat Delaware State. Nice eighty-six to fifty-nine, almost an identical score. I might add. TCU will be coming in with an uh, identical record to BYU in conference play, eight and seven. And you were right about that Houston thing. They beat Houston sixty-eight, sixty-seven. So, 
Well, they, yeah, that that's something that's going to carry. If you beat the number one team in the country, uh, you're probably going to get in the tournament as long as you just are halfway decent. And certainly TCU is halfway decent at eight and seven, nineteen and uh, nineteen and nine. Yeah, nineteen and nine is what I think right. they are. Right. So there you go, man. I mean, there's a log jam there. Houston, uh, Houston, and Iowa State. I think have separated themselves. And then it's. Uh... And, but BYU beat Iowa State. And they got to go if they go into Ames and win. Well, that goes back to your point about the tournament. If you can go into Kansas and win, if you can beat Iowa State, why can't you beat a lower seeded team on a neutral floor? And all the all the predictions right now have BYU in that six, seven, eight range. And the eight stuff was oh, all I think before it's a five is possible. Was all before they beat Kansas. And this is the kind of thing that'll lift them up. I think there were. Uh, most people had him as a seven going into that game. It, it, but this pick it this up. win, it lifts and separates. That a kid. <laughs> that a kid. What? You know what? It does. It, does. it lifts and it's separates. An old, it's an old. That's an old TV commercial. <laughs> well, it's so. true. It lifts them up and it separates, separates them, them from, from the pack. The, from the pack, the mediocrity yeah. in the middle of the NCAA tournament. Right. I don't know what you're thinking. You do. This too. is a, a a liftation and a separation. There's no question about that, man. Do you care about getting a double bye in the conference tournament? Top four. Or they're in the NCAA I mean, if tournament. You, if you have that opportunity, so I don't care if I don't have it, but if I've got it, I'll take advantage of it. Kansas and Baylor are third and fourth at nine and six. BYU, Texas Tech, and TCU all a game back at eight and seven. So five, six, seven seeds as it stands now, but... Hey, we've still got uh, three more games, so time for plenty of chaos. Because the conference is so stinking deep with quality teams, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Now, if you want the rest and opportunity to avoid injury and all that stuff, but I'm talking about for NCAA seeding purposes. I can't predict calamity happening. I don't know about that. Uh, But I think that for NCAA seeding purposes, I don't think that it's a big, big deal. Oh, man, you didn't get the buy, the double buy in the tournament. Not in this conference. I mean, the Pac-12, Mountain West, whatever, that's another story. But here, I don't think for the seeding purposes that if you miss out, people are going to say, well, you didn't get that because whoever that fifth, sixth, seventh place team is and are, they're very good teams. They're all going to have in the 20-plus wins, and they're all going to have great wins. That's a great thing about this conference is that every game, practically, not every game, but close to it, every week, certainly, with the two games, say you got two games per week, every week is going to give you an opportunity for a big-time win. So in basketball, with shooting being as fickle, if you're on that particular game and the other team isn't, even though they are a big-name team with a great record, you've got a shot to win. And you get those wins, and... They become something that cannot be ignored. They just are eye-catching. And the Cougs, I don't think they needed this win to get where they want to go in in terms of getting the NCAA tournament. But because they got it, it's an eye-catching win that everybody across the country who follows the sport is going to know about. And it's something that you can really, really hang your hat on. And then you got those other wins. I mean, they got beating TCU at home, to me, is a great win. If they should get it on Saturday, absolutely great win. TCU is, a, I've seen them play multiple times. They're a good program. And then you got another shot next week. This is the last week of the season, regular season. 
the Iowa State thing. Oklahoma State, uh, you know, that's not going to be an eye-popping win, but it's just going to add to it if you get that. I assume they will. You never know. Uh, but uh, that that's what this thing is about here. Each week you have an opportunity to really move the meter, and it was never that way for 13 years in a West Coast conference. You had two shots, four, I guess, if you want to go home and home with St. Mary's, home and home with Gonzaga. San Francisco maybe occasionally. Santa Clara's okay now, but you're out of the league now, so it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, and there was nothing that was marquee about it except for a couple of times. And here you got every freaking week. And this this really opens the door for BYU to 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 build upon this over the course of the next X amount of years as they go into recruiting because we had uh Riley Jensen was on yesterday when you were gone and he was talking about, you know, he's he's eyeball deep in the recruiting with football, right? With the local kids. And he was talking about how he knows that there were kids two years ago that are coming off missions that he knows literally the deciding factor was, well, they're in the Big 12 now, so I can go there. When I come back from a mission, they'll be playing Big 12 football. Right. And that two years ago, if that announcement wasn't out, he thinks those kids wouldn't have gone to BYU. Right. So that's for football. And we know here locally that there's not that many kids compared to football, right? There's 10 times as more available. But in basketball, they haven't been getting some enough of these local kids. Well, now, my gosh, look what we got going here. And we don't curtain off the uh, upper level here. Right. No. I mean, it, and, and, and that's your competition is Utah. There's no doubt about it. And look what we got here. And, you know, there's, there's two kids that come to mind right off the top of my head that are seniors this year that aren't going to BYU. One's going to USC, right? Yeah, and the other kid from Alta, I think he's going on a mission, but he's going uh, committed to Utah. I was watching them play last night, flicking around. I uh, texted your boy Dave, hey, are you guys doing the finals tonight or the semifinals tonight? He takes it back. Yeah, we're yeah. doing them tonight too. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> so I turned it on. <laughs> five, 5A was Tuesday, 6A tonight, I think. Right. And, uh, right. and then four title games on Friday. You can watch, you want day basketball, there'll be four games in a row. You watch them all. Yeah, there's one in particular. I mean, we're going. We're going yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause is going to lead us all the way, I might add. Absolutely. My good friend. And so uh, the point I'm making is this opens doors. This opens doors for recruiting big time. And then if you're a, a, a non-church member and you look at the rules and all that stuff and thought, hey, I, I, I can handle that. Uh, for a year or two or two, three, whatever it might be, well, then you have that opportunity because you're playing in a big-time conference, big-time environments, and you're one of those big-time environments. That plays Saturday. What time's that game Saturday? You know? Is it night? It's a night game. Well, that's going to be rocking. I think it's a 7 o'clock game. It's it's just going to be exploding. Saturday night in Provo. Oh, man. <laughs> we might as well call it South Beach. Uh, both the... The two home, they're actually done with day games. Seven o'clock for TCU and Oklahoma State, and the Iowa State game is at six. So, yeah. and those three games will decide the whole conference tournament and who do they see there and more big games. There, BYU right now is only one game away from being the three seed. They're only one game away from being the ten seed. Well, Welcome to I the think middle that, of the Big Twelve. I think what we're going to see the final in Kansas City. Yeah, it's going to be an all Cougars final. <laughs> Houston and BYU, huh? Right, yeah. Cougars galore. And let me tell you, I love Cougars. 
So many jokes. What jokes? I love cougars. Yeah, lift and separate. We're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, more college basketball. Stay with us. DJ and PK, what a night in the Mountain West. That was incredible. Was that, was that the second and, well, no, it wasn't. It, it might have been the third Don't and fourth. Don't argue with yourself. Third and fourth. Two of the top four games in the country. Next, stay with us. When it comes to the biggest moments in Utah sports history, say ah. These guys have seen it all. This is DJ and PK. DJ and PK on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Forty seconds left to go. Brown near the elbow takes the three. Right wing. Yes, there you go, Darius Brown. Oh, yes, a huge three by Darius Brown. The veteran delivers again. That, that wasn't the uh, the last one. That was, that, was, last that was Darius Brown with 40 seconds left. He had to hit another one with two seconds left to send Utah State into overtime to get the win at Fresno State. Crazy night in the Mountain West. His bank shot to force overtime. And then in the Nevada game, Nevada at Colorado State, up 11 at halftime, and Jared Lucas makes a three-pointer. And the game was tied. You pointed out earlier, Fresno should have fouled Brown. There was, Or at least if you didn't foul him. Yeah. Did you see the actual play? Yeah. The guy jumps in the air, and then Brown scoots <laughs> to his right. Right. And gets a good you look. You don't need to block the shot, son. Just stand there. Stand in front of him and keep pressure on him. Stand to his right. He's a right-handed player. If you're going to slight favor anyway, go to the right. Make him go to the left. You jump to Brown's left shoulder. There's no need to jump anyway. I don't need a block shot then. So you don't need a steal or a block shot. Just stand there. Stand there with your hands up. That would have been better, but I still would have fouled. I mean, you got a three-point lead. You're under five seconds to go. I just think you have to foul in those situations. Nevada and CSU couldn't. They couldn't do that because it was a tie game. So, well, the thing about it, there was nobody near him right at the when he got the ball. I totally. So agree. by the time the defender got there, that might have been in a shooting motion. Well, you can't have that. But I thought they were close enough to foul. And, and fine, foul, foul earlier. That's yeah. That's something you don't practice. That's a mental thing. This is a physical thing combined with a mental thing, and he makes the shot, and you Fresno deserved to lose. Now, in the end, I don't think it really matters. Utah State's getting in anyway. Yeah. If you finish second in the Mountain West, that's plenty good enough this year. I don't think the seed for first place versus the seed for second place is going to be that big of a difference. Maybe one. Yeah, the third and fourth place teams should both be really good, so... I'm talking about NCA seed. I'm not talking about uh, Mount, you're talking about yeah. Mountain West. Who cares about the Mountain West tournament? The seventh seed right now is about where Utah. I've seen Utah State. So to your point, whether you're six, seven, or eight, tell me more about the team you're facing. Is everybody healthy? Does the style match up and all that stuff? Yeah, and travel. Maybe where you a get shot sent? Get sent yeah. here. Where you get? Where do you get sent? Yeah. 
as far as that goes, there's a lot of things that go into it. Now, you certainly you want to win, and who doesn't want to be finishing, uh, hey, we took the conference title in 2024. I understand that. And, yeah, celebrate all you want. That's a great accomplishment if you can be the regular season, uh, win the title in the regular season. That's awesome, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I see that. And then if you go to Vegas next week, which are two weeks when you, when you will, and you want to win that thing, yeah, and then you get cut down the nets, it's a great time. Uh, I understand that. But I'm, I'm saying if it doesn't happen, I don't think it's debilitating. That's, that's the point I'm making. Celebrate all you want and go for it. It's a phenomenal accomplishment, no question about it. But the point I'm making is you're in either way. Now go see what you can do. And if you were to win out, I think that you can move up a seat or two. Yes. There's a lot of parity in college basketball. The teams around you are bound to lose. So if you win out, that would lift and separate. It made sense. But if you don't, I don't think it's a crushing blow. Agreed. So if Brown would have missed that shot, it would have been a disappointment. But I don't think it's a crushing blow. I don't think you're going to drop that much, if at all. Because you're going to look at what you've done over the course of a good long while in a conference that has clearly surpassed the Pac-12. Pac-12 is dying on the vine. Like the Jazz, just getting through it. And it'll be over. Right. And on to the next thing. Right. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. When we come back, more on the Utah Jazz and the beating they absorbed in Atlanta. That's coming up. Tim Lacombe is here. He'll join us at 8.30. Greg Rubel, radio voice of the Cougars at 9 o'clock. And it's a win tickets Wednesday in about an hour. We'll give away tickets to see Santana at Utah First Credit Union Amphitheater. That's coming up at the 8 o'clock hour right here on The Zone.